Warning, this podcast is filled with Vichoshi feels and imagination. Vichoshi encourages BL fans to support their favorite authors by buying their officially released works in any available language. Hi, we're here in another edition of JojoCast talking about BL stuff and fan stuff. And um, for this edition, um, we're talking about uh, just yesterday, and this is like fresh, or not yesterday, because I might release this podcast um, sometime in the middle of the month, but on June 1st, um, Yoneda called Saizuru Toriwa Habatakanai, um, Twittering Birds Never Fly, was released by DMP. And it's quite interesting because this release has caused a bit of a fanfare in Tumblr because there were a lot of fans concerned over the licensing of Yoneda particularly by DMP. Um, and it's caused some fans to rile up and take measures to protect this title and hopefully that, you know, um, DMP would listen to them and, you know, give this title its worth. And so with me today is one of those fans who organized the campaign. Um, they, they started this sometime last year, if I'm not mistaken. So hi, Himi. Hello. Hi. Um, Himi is also um, the owner of the website Com801. You can actually look at her reviews of various BL titles there. So, um, yeah, Himi, can you tell us more about the campaign with regards to Saizuru Toriwa Well, it started with the announcement that they were going, that they, you know, they got the license. Yeah. And, well, you know, you hear it and immediately you're like, oh, oh God, no, because of their reputation. Yeah. A lot of people love this title. I, I mean, really, I think, um, I, of course, there are people who who have no interest in it, but I think um, BL fandom wide, it's it is a beloved title, and yeah, it is. It, so and not no, only a title, but you know, Yonedako is a beloved author. A lot of people yeah. love her work. Yeah, yeah she is, she is. I mean, even with all of the things that her career had gone through and taken the fans through, with yeah. her hiatus and everything, people are still, you know. They're just craving for her work. Yeah. So, you know, this particular title is is not, you know, not to say that they shouldn't, you know, give the same attention to the fluff pieces or the more lighter uh, works, but mm-hmm. this is a title that is not only uh, by uh, a beloved mangaka, but it's also a title with a lot of depth. And uh, a lot of things that are specific to a culture and a subculture of that culture. And knowing what goes into the story and also knowing what a lot of the uh, unofficial translators have put into it 
and what the fans have come to understand of it, we all know that, you know, DMGs or DMPs, you know, their run-of-the-mill, their regular effort is not going to do this title justice. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's just not going to cut it. Mm -hmm. It's not that any, not a lot of the work is uh, worth or was worth Mm -hmm. effort, but we're at a point where we have to figure out where do we draw the line. So this just happened to be the point. I wrote about it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, one of my friends, uh, Lucy Poole, who is also my partner with the campaign, yeah. uh, she said, well, you know, we should, we should, you know, get together and kind of, like, present these things to them. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of took that a lot farther than... <laughs> than just, you know, a simple email or some tweets because yeah, I have a, I have a habit of doing that. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it, it became this this campaign, actually, rather than just some nudging, uh, you know, over social media. Yeah. So it, it started out a little slow um, at first. I mean, it's, I can't say that it's blown up into this huge thing. It's, well, for my Point of view. You guys did. Um, you guys. I remember um, during the initial start of the campaign, you guys did a survey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you happen to know how many respondents? Um, I'll be posting up the website of the details of the the licensing and the campaign um, in this podcast. But do you have at least um, a number of how many respondents um, were who took that survey? Uh, the total number, let me, I can actually pull that number for you. I believe it was uh, 82. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a fairly good number for an internet survey, to, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was pretty decent, particularly because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the title is, is, is well known, but I'm not. Nobody mm-hmm. knows who yeah. I am. So it's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's. There's no sort of name attached to it other than the the title of the work. Yeah. So, so I was very surprised at the number of uh, of responses. Although I'd probably take it down to about 79, 78 because there were a few trolls in there. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was that was a little heartbreaking, but uh, uh, yeah. why? Uh, yeah, yeah, this is fandom, and, and you know, if we don't encounter our trolls, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. We're not doing it right then. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so basically, you are jumpstarting this with Saizur, but you intend to, you know, keep this as, you know, keep watch, so to speak, of the releases of um, DMG, etc., yeah. etc., and um, from here then on. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, this is definitely sort of a, a debut of sorts, mm-hmm. but in, uh, we've been talking about it, we as in, you know, myself and my people I engage with all the time, mm-hmm. we've been talking about these things for a very long time, you know, just yeah. the quality of the work, I mean, it, it there it's been this way for a long time, and I guess mm-hmm. that this year just, it's come to a head, and we, we're really that up because nothing has improved. Well, not nothing at all, but 
it's it, there's no consistency in the improvement. Yeah. So there's no there's no marked change. There's no point where you can say, oh yes, I can see they're trying. Yeah. So um, for those who are, are listening here for this podcast, um, this campaign listed a number of things that um, they were concerned with with regards to DMG's quality. And so we'll go through it one by one by one and see how it fared and so on. So first is um, the image quality and editing. One of the things that surprised me, for example, is um, with DMG when they released um, in these words, it's practically the only DMG title that I own. I mean, I've owned previous DMG titles and then I end up reselling them because, you know, they're just not good. But currently, the only one I own now is um, in these words. And just to see the, the, the editing of the book itself where in the text of the text of the story of in these words is already bleeding into the margins of the spine which is you know create i mean it's it's like book 101 these are things that you need to know you know the, the, the spaces etc for for lines so in the case of saizuru i i i know you've already seen the the release how is it I mean, how how does it fare? What are you asking for, et cetera, et cetera? Okay, well, with I've only gone as far as um, don't stay gold. I'm okay. I'm I'm an incremental person. Like yeah. I'm gonna tackle uh, for things. for those who are listening. Don't stay gold is the first chapter of Saizuru Tori Wahabutakana, and it's been released as well digitally. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. it's, it's, uh, yeah. So it's the first chapter. So I went through that. Um, uh, by itself, and then as a comparison to the unofficial translation, mm-hmm. and just by itself, um, the image quality is poor. It's not atrocious, but it definitely can be better because it's the there's a lot of noise around the text. That's the problem they have with a lot of their releases, though, mm-hmm. and I don't understand why they can't clean better or you know wh- what is. What is it that they they are unable to do that uh, someone with you know the same or even lesser tools can do better than them? It's, it's very messy and distracting. Uh, possibly reading it on uh, you know at fifty one percent, you know it looks okay, but if you have it you know at one hundred percent magnification, it looks horrible, mm-hmm. and it. And as you read, you know, you can kind of tune things out visually. It's okay. But manga is a visual medium. You you mm-hmm. take in everything that's on the page. So yeah. to, to have to kind of skip over the the blotches and, and the, the, the noise around the text and, and around the edges of the line work and it's just it's just distracting. And I well, if we get past their quality, you know, checks to to go to print. Yeah, I find it interesting because um, I've spoken with, uh, or not just spoken, but also read a lot of um, comments of various manga publishers, for example, Vertical, um, wherein as part of you know their efforts to digitalize, you know, work because it's easier for editing, etc. 
um, a lot of them are given digital copies. Um, I have with me actually um, the ebook Japan release of Saizuru, and I'm, I'm looking at it and comparing it to what you've posted online, and I was wondering why why isn't it the same? And you know, th- and it's funny because this is already the digital version released in Japan, and ideally, yeah. you know, what what scan laters would do or whatever. Of course, this was released um, for fans who are not, for listeners who are not familiar with the history. Um, the scan laters who have been doing Saizuru were following the magazine releases of. Um, Saizuru. So a lot of cleaning was involved, a lot of fixing was involved. But the digital version of Saizuru has already been around for a year or so. Every, I think probably just three months after the print was released. And the edition has always been quite good, quite clean. You know, if I was a scan later or even if I was working for um, a company like you know, um, like DMG, I would I would use these, and they would be quite sufficient and good for me in terms of. I mean, it's gone as far as the screen tones feel like paper, you know, and it's it's that good. It's not that, you know, you can see, you can when I when I look at the screen tones, I can I can see the gradations of the paper, but it does not impede, you know, on how. The comic looks, and I just can't understand why they can't do that. You know, don't either. I don't yeah, either. It's just crazy. <laughs> it, it it really is, and you look at you look at it, and you're like, I just paid for this. Mm. I, you know, I just put money out for this. How much is how much is DMG's digi- usually their digital release? June. Yeah, for the June, they're about seven fifty. I've always seen them at seven fifty. Okay. Uh, so it it you know, roughly matches the Japanese price because the Japanese price is around six hundred eight six hundred eighty yen, and so conversion mm-hmm. would be in between six dollars to seven. So yeah. Oh yeah, and I mean, while I think it's um, not so much a reasonable price when it's a print title taken to. You know, taken to digital, mm-hmm. it's acceptable. Like I'm yeah. still paying for it. You know, well, not this. I, I mean, I actually didn't pay so much, so much pay for uh, twittering birds because of their thirty percent discount, and also because of uh, points I've had since mm-hmm. before I went to a pay model. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I pretty much got it for free. Yeah. Um, and so, but for any other title that I have from them, you know, I paid full price. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, and this is what I get. And I just don't, and that's a, that's a, one of the things that a lot of people have issues with when they look at the unofficial translations and they see, you know, the sparkling quality. But let's put aside the translation, uh, but just the image quality. You know, and and a lot of the teams have uh, these very very high standards for work that they're doing for free. Yet someone who's getting paid, you know, you're taking a customer's money for a product that you're offering, and your standards are far below uh, those who are doing it supposedly out of love. You know, out of just you know wanting to uh, you know 
that that well that's the that's the thing that people want to share this with the other fans. Um, but uh, it's it and it so as a person who reads both official and unofficial translations, I'm baffled. I, I just I don't I don't get how someone who does not who may or may not have professional tools can still do a better job than someone who has professional and access to high quality scans. And more than that, they also have editorial access and to the publisher in Japan and to the author itself, meaning I'm thinking that um, for whatever they release, they actually have to pass it on to the Jap- their Japanese counterpart, have them check it, you know, see if the author is okay with what has been done. And I just... I just don't know if that even happens. If you know, if, if Libra just you know dumps all of these, or with whichever publisher is doing um, business with DMG, if they just dump it to DMG and let them handle it, because I, I do know that there are companies and there are publishers who are very watchful and mindful of how their works are being released in other languages, and things are in- exchanged like you know, um, covers get approved by the Japanese counterpart and I, I do agree that Saizuru ha- has one of the nicest covers in manga and you know I think you and I had or maybe with I had a di- um, discussion with another friend wherein we were discussing how we just hated the the treatment for example of not just Saizuru but um, Men of Tattoos by Anya Yuiji because of the simple placing of the bar, <laughs> and oh. the, the June bar at the side, which just it it destroys the aesthetic of the cover. And I don't understand the need for it. I mean, you I, can, there there are there are plenty of ways to advertise that it is from this particular line without being so blatant. They, they could do it at the spine. Yes, or, or they could do it like you know. Um, I remember before. I think it was. Um, Aurora or blue that would just have that small stamp yeah. at the front and that, that was fine I think even even the likes of you know if you if you read shoujo manga nowadays they would just have that stamp on the cover like Margaret would just have their stamp on the cover but after it's really to the artist's discretion how they want to display their illustration and the graphic designer to how they display the font but I just look don't get the brand the branding no. Yeah, it, it's there's. I mean, Viz has nothing on the front. It's mm. just like, like what? And but so what? Why? Why? Mm. You when you're in the bookstore, you see the spine first. Mm. Mm. So you're you're gonna see who the publisher is. You don't yeah. need to put all over the cover. Mm. Yeah, and so with that in mind. Um, Apart from the image quality and the editing, there's also the typographical errors, right? And this is just, I've gone through this for years with DMG and I've practically given up, but yeah, the typographical errors are also, are also some of the things that they don't keep track of. I don't understand it at all. It's a, it's, it's, it's a literary work, whether you want to think it's highbrow, lowbrow, porn, or whatever. These are words. And so yeah. words, you know, they... 
they have a meaning, they should be correct. You know, a typo or a misspelling or a, a wrong choice of words, it mm. just completely changes the, the, the flow of the story. You, mm. you, you, you read it and it's like, okay. It, it's like a speed bump. Yeah. You know, you, you have to you have to refocus and and you you want to figure out whether it is a typo whether it's a word choice uh, you know it's uh, and, yeah and I mean that already leads to our, the next part which is the localization and translation of the work um, as you said earlier. Um, there's a lot of effort that has, that's been placed with um, translation of um, Sai Zuru because the fact that it presents this particular aspect of Japanese culture, which is the Yakuza culture. Although I'll have to be quite um, forward here in saying, though, that um, the Yakuza speak in... in um, because I've been reading it in the Japanese edition, and Sai, and the um, the dialogue is very much um, a fictionalized version of yakuza. So it's not like um, it's not like uh, it's, it, it it demands um, someone like Jake Adelstein, who's been you know, researching about Yakuza his entire life to, to, to verify it. But, but yeah, how do we, for example, um, strike a balance? Because, yeah, I remember if you, for those who are listening, there's a section in the website that looks at the localization and translation. And um, I do agree, for one, that DMG is really bad when it comes to word choice and um, the transition of the language like it, it feels weird sometimes how how they speak and um, the thing when, when I was reading it and you you raised some points like oh you know um, um, Yashiro talks like this etc etc and um, and I was reading through my Japanese text and I realized that even the fan translation is a bit romanticized I mean or more like we have this impression because of the fan translation, but when I was reading the text, it was like, no, it, it, it wasn't like that at all. For example, the fan translation was a lot more, um, how do I put it? It was elegant <laughs> for, I mean, I find <laughs> Yashiro to be quite elegant. And I'm like, I mean, I when I first read it, it's like, oh, wow, it's kind of cool. And then I never really took note of it until... Um, when I was reading the Japanese, where in, in the Japanese, um, Yashiro is actually very cold and brutal with his words, and he's very curt, and that that assumed the elegance that I had when reading the fan translation was like gone. And it's like, uh, well, that feels weird. And then it's like, <laughs> It, it, yeah, it does. And so when I was looking at the localization, I mean, there are things like, um, uh, there are things like, for example, yeah, they were using um, the dialogues. Uh, for example, there's this one chapter. There's this one part where in um, Bancho comes in, 
or the leader of the group, and bacho is a common term among gangsters, and th that is a very Yakuza-specific term, but um, the the person who translated, fan translated it, didn't exactly translate it. I'm not sure also how um, how DMG actually translated it. And then there was um, there was one wherein uh, in Don't Stay Gold, he said something about um, prostitution. Uh, where did you get the money? And then um, I forgot the name of the character. He replied, well, the fan translation says, I got from prostitution. And then it's funny because the original, the DMG release, says um, it's, from, uh, it's from the host club. And the thing is, when I read the Japanese text, it says, um, I did work for, um, I did work for men in suits. And the thing is, it's, it's, it's like saying, I work for the mafia, or I work for the Yakuza. It doesn't necessarily mean that he worked for prostitution, or that he worked in the host club, but both institutions, the host club and the prostitution, are heavily tied with, um, yeah the Yakuza. So it, it does have that, that feeling, but at the same time, you never know. Maybe he actually killed someone to do it, or maybe he, you know, he was just a bartender for one. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I, and I find that quite interesting how in in BL, in fandom in particular, there's a sense of romanticization of, of the text, and, and interestingly, we expect that romance when we read or when we read, you know, the licensed text, when, in fact, it isn't. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's definitely a, a gap. Uh, yeah. Also, even aside from, aside from what, uh, because when you when you read the unofficial translations, you're reading what one or two people have decided that this text, you know, says. Mm. So you, you know, you're. It, and, and the same thing goes for uh, anything done by June or, or you know DMG or what have you. But you kind of get—I mean, I think the, the for me anyway, I think the big biggest difference is um, the feeling. There is mm -hmm. a certain feeling that you—the you, reason why I, I love, uh, uh, sorry, Yonetako is because. There's a certain cadence to her work, and it's not just because of the way it was translated. It's just even just the idea of the flow of the story mm -hmm. that I feel greatly missing in um, No Touching at All, which, by the way, is an awful title. But okay. um, <laughs> um, I, and I'm, I'm and I'm thinking that you're referring to the DMG release and not the title itself. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay. But um, it's uh. It's there's this, there's just a certain a cadence a certain rhythm that you get from once you you you've read uh, certain authors uh, enough time even with translations there's just the, a feeling that you get from their stories that was missing and considering that a lot of the unofficial translations for her work were done by different people. But you still come off with the same feeling when you read an English, you know, an official English translation, and you don't get that same, like, you don't get that same pull. You don't get that same, you know, romanticized or not. Mm. You still you don't get the, 
whatever it was that drew you to the author in the first place. If, mm. if you're not feeling it there, mm. it, it you know it just it does it makes it just it doesn't ring true, regardless of whether they romanticized it or not. When you mm. think about the fact that it was done by various people, but you mm. still got the same feeling. You know, I mean, because I don't, uh, you know, read Japanese. I mean, I'm I completely ignorant of everything about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I did start studying it once, but I would not, I, I, I'm never going to say, well, not never, because eventually I'll probably learn, but I'm never going to say at this point that I, um, you know, I'm, I know what it says and I can tell that this is right or this is wrong. But mm-hmm. as a person who's been reading her entire life, you know, from the time I can start reading, you know, I mm-hmm. love reading. You know, it's it's not just a pastime or just a passion. Reading is part of my life. Well, you know, in and outside of BL. Yeah. So you know, you as a reader, you you do get to understand storytelling. Yeah. And you get to understand how certain people tell stories, and some people have you know a, a various ways of telling stories, but you still get the same feeling from their work. And so when you read the official English translation and don't get that that feeling, like for, for no touching at all, mm-hmm. I the characters didn't really endear themselves to me. Mm-hmm. You know? And all of the work that I've read, uh, completed or not, of, uh, of Yonetas, is, it's, I felt a pull from everything. Even without, you know, completed stories, I felt a pull from everything. And with no touching at all, it was just like, I this is you know it wasn't awful, you know if I if I excused what I had already read, it wasn't terrible, but that was the book that really caught you know got me to to, to fall in love with her uh, from what I read in the unofficial translation. But had I read the official translation first, it would have been like oh you know I wouldn't mind reading something by her again, you know I would and like you know really passionate about like her work just you know wishing for more and we're like okay well you know if there's an opportunity sure but if not I won't you know I'm not going to freak out about it so mm-hmm. it's just you you so even not being which I had a conversation with um, uh, Dale Warner do you know who she's a so I had a conversation recently with her about a lot of these things and about how the you know the, the things that come through DMG and Juna are, are they are they get handed back to the publisher and sometimes even the manga for approval on these things and I'm like well that's great and all but if the manga is approving this what exactly are they approving if they don't if they aren't conversant in English then how is it being explained to them about these exceptions to their you know exceptions or these these changes to their work you know, so them, you know, if I don't understand that process, then their approval, not that I'm dismissing that they were in, but their approval doesn't hold nearly as much weight if I don't understand what that approval process actually is. Yeah. But, so, but, but that also shows, you know, um, the lack of passion, perhaps, or the lack of attention or care that the translator and the editorial team on DMG the DMG's end task because I mean they uh, they are at the forefront of you know c- 
connecting these two cultures together and really the publisher is just trusting this um, this foreign publisher to make their titles work you know it's not like I mean English is accessible to the Japanese but it's not like you know DMG is the only publishing company that publishes BL there are I doubt that um, Libre has a Thai specialist because I've seen Libre titles being published in in Thai and honestly the Thai community does not need or does not rely on English translations at all because they have a very um, vibrant and diverse I mean when I was there a few years back they had Sai Zuru already printed and licensed you know Hmm. and and the t- the cover was actually good, but of course it's it's in Southeast Asian quality, but still it's there, and it's and and I you know I just find it quite sad that DMG is not putting that much care into the work. Granted that you know if they if they're doing the same business attitude as Sublime is when it comes to publishing and releasing their works, right? You know, yes, it will take time, but the quality is really good. Then, you know, they would have, we would be, we would be a lot happier as fans, and we would be purchasing more titles, right? I, I, I totally agree. I yeah. totally agree. Mm. I mean, it's not. I don't even think it's a hard concept to grasp. You know, <laughs> it's like business one hundred and one. <laughs> yes, I, really. You know, it's it's it it. it, it as someone who has personally worked in compliance and mm-hmm. in publishing, uh, not for book publishing, but uh, marketing firms and, and whatnot, but uh, in advertising, I, I understand the process of getting approval from, you know, the client. Yeah. You know, going through the, the various drafts and, and such. I, I, I really get that. I really do. But it's, it doesn't, they, they, they don't ever answer the question honestly when it's posed to them about why, you know, and, and or 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 they just don't answer at all. Like these things are presented to them not just from this campaign, but from people, you know, who were, uh, you know, flooding them on Twitter and through email before me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you know everything they come back with is it, it, it's it's a non-answer, you know, it's 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 just. It's babble. Nobody's really, they're not really addressing it. They're not, there's never any sort of campaign on their end to do better. And well, at least from the fan's perspective, from the reader's perspective, we don't see that. We don't see any sort of outreach for them to kind of, you know, button things up. Okay? So, like, if, if, if I was a publisher, uh, I mean, of course, this is just all ideal, but if I was a publisher, and I realized I had they can't not realize what their reputation is I realized I had this type of reputation um, I would I would worry about my bottom line like how much people going to accept after a certain point because they aren't the only yeah. and also have the competition of the unofficial you know translation industry all of that so which you know which they can whine and moan about that's not the only thing that that you know that's uh, putting in any dings in their bottom line. But you know, it's to say that DMG doesn't have quality is also um, kind of difficult because 
on one hand, you have these BL titles being taken for granted. On the other hand, these are the same people that Ozamu Tezuka production has given their archive to, has entrusted in their entire archive to, and th- and that's a big thing. And I've seen and I've seen the re- the Osamu Tezuka releases. They're gold. They're good. And it's all. And it's all yeah. Uh, I mean, should should DMG start putting up a Kickstarter for their BL titles for us to? I mean, this goes to my next question because you know we are raising all of these points, demanding quality, demanding um, demanding this particular. Um, Standard when it comes to BL titles, and so far, DMG or, or DMP's most successful titles are those that have been kickstarted, and these kickstarted titles are like you can imagine that people are paying around twenty, twenty to thirty dollars for just a volume of work. The thing is, are we BL fans, or do you think are we ready to pay that much? For BL works. Well, I think the the quality is there, yes. But this isn't <coughs> this isn't like um, uh, we're not asking for hardcovers and and gold inlay and you know we're 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 not asking for that. I mean, and the things that they're making mistakes on, the things that they're completely ignoring, you know, time and time again. These are very basic things. We're not asking. For production, you know, we don't need glitter and neon lights we just want a good translation with good images and, you know, family schedule it's, I mean, it's great for the whole Kickstarter idea I think it's, I think it would be really awesome, but I don't think that that should be what they should turn to in order to provide basic quality, because that's the problem, we aren't yeah. getting what basic quality is I, I mm-hmm. we don't need yeah, the, like, these things are like I have the uh, Wandering Sun series. I'm collecting that. Yeah, and and that's fan, that's graphics, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. And I just I just uh, it's it's great. And I'm going to pay what am I paying? Seventeen, eighteen bucks for a book or something like that. Mm-hmm. But and and it's great and all, but I don't need. All of that. They didn't kickstart that, but um, well, they did have the one fundraiser for Bop that that whole season that they did uh, for Volume Eight was included in that. But that's that's the that's point. But yeah, so I don't I don't need them to make a whole production with all of these bells and whistles and extras just to get basic quality. It's basic quality that they need to reach. Then we can start talking about you know, all the fanfare. But they 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 are paying people or not paying people to do a translation, to proofread. Now I'm sorry if 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 I had someone if I was the person who had to sign off on other people's work and some of their titles. And the the problem is Kickstarter aside, there are titles that they've done that are great. I have absolutely no complaints about. And I'm wondering, well, why does this come out, you know, unscathed, you know, undamaged by, you know, their process, but yet we have this other list of things that are just like, I can't believe I paid for this. I can't 
I just spent money on this. I really, I want my money back. But you can't do that. You can't say, you can't go back to Barnes and Nobles and say, the quality of this is awful. I want my money back. They, they, they're, they're, they will look at you sideways. Yeah. Because that, you know, that's just how, you know, book purchasing is. But yeah. they're not asking for, you know, I'm not asking for heaven and the stars. I just want basic quality first. Can we can we get there? Because yeah. I would I would if we were going to get um, you know uh, the heart of Thomas. Like if we were going to get that, you know that that beautiful. It's it's a beautiful piece. Mm-hmm. If we were going to get that with everything and you know every release, then sure go ahead Kickstarter and we'll be you know we'll be good to go. I will pay. 25 bucks for a book but that's yeah. not what that's not what they're going to do for every title yeah you know you, you, you can't, and they can't do you can't even manage that type of um constant uh fundraising and you know all the resources that they have to put into and all of the extras and everything that they have to come up with uh, you know they can't even do the basics yeah. for bl then i don't think that going is really going to solve it. It's nice, but it's not going to solve anything because they're, it's their standards that are low, and they can't if they can't just do the basics for BL. And it, because it's not like they, it's suffering for all of their titles or genres. It's, I mean, and not that none of them are bad either, but it seems to be to me to be concentrated in in BL and and. That's a whole other issue. Is it a problem because, um, for example, uh, I do know that um, DMP started DMG, the Digital Manga Guild, as a space or an opportunity for scanlators to finally go legal, so to speak. And you know, these are just fan translators who are not exactly equipped with the knowledge to properly translate. I mean, um, they're not like they're not like the people who translate for Sublime, because um, for those who've listened to the show, they do get proper translators and decent translators who have been exper- who are experienced in the world of translating and and would be able to capture the nuances of the language that would be best represented in English without you know losing the Japanese integrity. And you know, well, that's, that's a- not something that. That, that fan, that's not actually something that most scanlations, you know, adhere to. And the thing is, for example, the DMG bit, I remember that there was some drama about it a few years back, especially when there's this one particular group, um, this BL uh, fan scanlating group that um, switched to DMG and saw that their followers didn't exactly followed them you know now that they were releasing legal titles uh, nobody supporting them and it became this horrible rant and rage wherein they're like why aren't you supporting us when you know this is our chance to actually make things right and 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 it's horrible because the entire pace pay system is reliant on sales so if if I think, a particular volume didn't make a particular amount of sale, they won't get any pay at all. Or they would probably get paid peanuts. 
and this is for a team of team of a scanlating group, meaning there's a scanlator, the editor, the cleaner, the typesetter, etc. And it's just sad. And well, so, the type model is terrible to begin with, though. Mm. I mean, I mean, even if they they want to say that this is an opportunity for the um, you know for people to go legit. Um, and and they may not be you know they may not be as skilled as as, as the people who are uh, being employed by Sublime or even people who they employ for their Kickstarter uh, projects. But the thing is, okay, so it's not twenty dollars, but they're still charging seven ninety five. Although they have nine ninety five when they're uh, always crossed out, but they're still charging seven ninety five for this work. You know, this is this is comparable to what other publishers um, are asking for for their digital releases. Uh, and meanwhile, Sublime, for their still professionally translated uh, work, they're charging less. So to say that, that you know, I mean, not, I'm, this is just an assumption because it seemed like you were going in the direction of if they're, if they're taking this opportunity to use people who are not professionals, then they, you know, we shouldn't expect professional quality, but mm. they're charging for professional quality. But that's not what we're getting. Well, it's not exact. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to check the numbers we're in. I'm, I'm thinking that Sublime might have the capability or the financial um, ability to support this, to support a particular quality because. They have this backing them up, but that's just me, and I'm, and I'm not exactly in the knowledge of their business whatsoever, and, and you know, Viz is a big company, you know, regardless of what happens, you know, they have that that standard to to keep, and I don't know why DMG is not has not established themselves to you know claim that standard or let alone be able to match that standard that other translators out there are doing. I mean, um, let's just say, I mean, sure, there, because personally, I don't think for that amount of money, they're paying enough for the translators. I would, I I could possibly imagine, um, for example, if, and I'm looking just at the price of Saizuru. The digital version of Saizuru online using ebook Japan is around 556 yen. So that's around $5 immediately for that book. And if, and if they put that at cost when they sold it to DMG, that means that DMG has to make up for it with the $2 that they earn with the 756 sale, which I don't know how much of it goes to the translators, how much of it goes to the typesetters or the editors or the people who lay out the entire book. And if, and if you know, if people are <laughs> at that price, if people are doing a crappy job, then there's something wrong somewhere. Are they not getting paid enough? Or are or they really just don't care? We don't know. But hopefully it's something that DMG will fix, you know, someday soon, hopefully sooner. <laughs> sooner than later. Yeah, because basically they're getting a lot of titles that, you know, Sublime can't. Or, or that, you know, for example, Sublime is very much 
I mean, Sublime recently got Sekaichi Hatsukoi, and Hat- Sekaichi Hatsukoi is running in Asuka, which is a non-libre, um, a non-libre publisher. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's for me, that's a good sign because it means that you know, Sublime is finally expanding outside of of libre because their initial titles were all libre titles. I mean, one of the things I also heard is that. Um, like if you go to Amazon, there are actually chapters of of Yonedako that are individually published, um, yeah. and they are not published by DMG or DMG or Sublime, but it's actually published by Libre itself. Things yeah, that's the, and 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 that's also in English, and I have no idea what the quality of the translation is. It's terrible. It's. <laughs> 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 and it's and it's out there, and it's crazy because you know there are ways to fix it. Yeah, and I thought, and, I, and I wondered why because this when when um when it came when the uh, title app came out, uh, Sublime had already been on a roll. They'd already had their their um their relationship with you know uh, Libra and Anime, uh, mm-hmm. so it's. I wondered why they would release it, and I was just like, okay, well, I'm, I'll buy it. Okay? I know. I think I think Saizuru is not under Libre. I think it's with a different publisher. Let me check my edition. Um, um what is who has Craig? I think the name. It's from Hertz. Yeah. So it's a different publisher from Libre. Yeah. But yeah, but I but and and that's that's fine. I mean I but I don't I, I didn't understand the whole the the single releases of uh Unitico's uh, work uh through Animate because they had already had the relationship with um with Sublime at that point, and I would figure that, you know, yeah. why they go through that that established relationship? Yeah, I think it's interesting because there are things that um, the Japanese publishers independently do outside of their English um, English publishers, and it's something that English publishers. I I, I don't know if it's true or or that you know, or. They, they probably don't have any power over it. I remember mentioning to one publisher that, hey, you know, your title is going to be released in Crunchyroll. And he's like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be released in Crunchyroll. What's happening? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it is now. <laughs> you know, it's kind of this defeated attitude where, oh, okay, I guess it's going to be in Crunchyroll. But at least Crunchyroll is still um, an avenue for it. My question is, you know, with DMG's attitude like this, you know, me already, um, just looking at my how I am as a consumer, I've basically dropped them as a publisher. I, ne- I mean, I. this is basically a sad admission on my part, given that I have authors who I love, who, pu- who are published by um, DMG, and... Um, I can't. I refuse to buy their work because it's just not worth it. And I would, I would. Well, of course, I have the privilege of 
being able to buy them in Japanese and understand their works in Japanese, and that's the best that I can do. But for the rest of the fans, what are our options? Do we stick with scanlations, which is, you know, it, as my previous podcast has has shown, it's a really complex situation. Because mm-hmm. you know we become reliant on it when there should be measures. You know, I mean, J manga was a good alternative. I didn't like their manga, so I never bought them. <laughs> I thought I am not having my own stuff, and, yeah. and for that reason, they closed down, and a lot of people lost their yeah. the, you know titles that they purchased, and I, I just I d- don't, I just don't agree with it. The same thing with me. I, I, I. I actually like their platform. Their tablet platform was fine by me. But um, the sad part was when when they closed down, yeah, I had no choice. All the books that I actually enjoyed, I wasn't able to save them, so to speak. I wasn't able to keep them. And that, I guess, is the, is the repercussions of digital I mean if I, I'm not sure how sh- sure this will be or how if this will happen but imagine if the likes of Kindle suddenly fold down and that Kindle is no longer the te- technology of choice then you have people who are suddenly without books after having purchased them from Kindle for years and which is I haven't bought into that one either. I think I bought one or two Kindle titles, and I I, I, I don't agree with not, not having full access to my work, which is why I was very happy about Sublime's PDF. I was very happy about when uh, you know Emanga went to the point that they 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 changed to uh, you know changed from uh, a read online only uh, model to uh, PDF uh, multiple. Uh, uh, Format uh, downloads, which is great because now I can back my stuff up and I can read it if I don't have an internet connection, which is another thing I have an issue with. So it's when you, yeah. So J manga was great. The idea was great, but that model, which is, I mean, the the fact that they closed, they 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 closed down, was exactly why I couldn't buy into it, and I had no feeling that they were going to shut down. It's just that's just how I, you know, that's just how I am. Very cautious, you know, the permanence thing. Yeah, Uh, there are. I mean, there are other um, online manga readers. I mean, nowadays, who who are the people who are not online? I mean, all of us are online Mm. at some point, or in fact, most of us are online twenty four seven. But but yeah, the ease of reading things offline. Or when you don't have access to internet whatsoever, is something nice and convenient. And thankfully, Sublime did it. But Sublime possibly cannot be accommodating all of the English, all of the requests yeah. <laughs> of the English readers. I mean, I think they're just a staff of they're just a small staff, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, they 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 can't have all of their publish or all of their translators on call at 24/7. You know. Translating their BL, but yeah. What would it take for? I mean, I mean, not that you know, you know, intimately, but what would it take for Sublime to expand? I mean, because one of the uh, things uh, 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 I, I when they keep on the scene, you know, 
and people start first started reading their work and they appreciated their quality. Uh, you know, comparing it to uh, DMG and 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 June and Doki Doki and 801 Media, uh, comparing it to them, where they're you know, at times they flood the market with titles and then you know some blinds putting things out as they come. You know, I mean they have a schedule, but they 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 aren't you know throwing just everything out there. Uh, so. But if they have that type of quality with the staff, if they doubled it or tripled it, you know, what what would it take? Like, what what's what is it? Do they want to keep it a small, you know, sort of and like? I don't think it's they're keeping it small. With every, I think with every company, they probably wouldn't grow big unless they see that there's a need for them to expand their company because there's already a large demand for it, and it it's all reliant on us, the fans. And how we purchase their goods, how we communicate with them, how we treat their goods online. I mean, if if we can show that, I mean, I think uh, I, I wouldn't know the numbers, but I think actively there's probably I don't I don't know how many they get um, in terms of sales for a particular title, but. If I if I look at the numbers of published titles, um, these are non-BL titles that are being bought um, abroad um, in the U.S. Uh, I attended one conference wherein you know the likes of First, Second, and Vertical were talking about the numbers, and you know they don't even hit five numbers, five digits in the U.S. They're and they're already. You know they're kind of like in a good place if they even hit five digits, and five digits is like what? It can range from ten thousand, ten thousand at least, and of course ninety nine thousand to the most. And I doubt that it actually reaches ninety nine thousand. Strongly doubt that. And 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 that's just the U.S. and and you know, and one of the largest markets for this industry is actually the US more than the international community. I mean I I, I I do come from the Philippines, we do get sublime, I do buy sublime um, when I chance upon it and when I can get it. Here in Australia I cannot buy a sublime title. It's not available on the shelf. I have to specially order from Kinokunia that I need a sublime title and then they will order it for me and deliver it to me. It's that kind of complicated thing. Uh, but it's because it's because boys love is in a different, uh, a different genre altogether, and it's another complex thing that I'll probably talk about in another podcast. But internationally, um, we're we're not part of Sublime's target market. When the demand of Sublime becomes larger, you know, because imagine this: Vertical is one of the top publishers, and they and they probably publish quite a lot of good titles and they're selling that. In the Philippines, for example, um, I go to a comic book shop and we were trying to do a survey of you know, how many titles, how many manga titles, and this is absent of any genre whatsoever, how many manga titles do they sell in a year? One of the biggest co- comic shops in the Philippines told me they only sell 50 manga titles in a year. 50? Five zero, okay, and this is s- central only to uh, Manila, which has a population of millions. Okay, 
and it's interesting, isn't it? Because it? because that is just how this is just how consumers are working, and and it's tough for a lot. I mean, I think nowadays the way I hear from Vertical that they're actually doing quite well. Um, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, the titles that they're selecting are actually being bought, which is good. But um, and I, I'm not sure. I think probably I can I can visualize the same for Viz because they're they're, they're releasing quite consistently. And the same thing with Kodansha USA. But yes, as soon as I think they hit a particular number, that uh, that's just something that. Five, uh, you know, a company of three or four or five cannot handle anymore. Then I guess it's the time that they, that they will be expanding, and it's all reliant on us and how we buy their goods and how we consume their goods. I, I'd probably have to talk with um, Sublime someday, you know, just to see how how their numbers are, so that we as an audience could probably know what we need to do to make BL more accessible at quality. That we're paying for, but yeah, that's that's something that I think fans are not aware of. I mean, we're doing this out out of convenience, meaning mm. we're seated in our homes. We go online, we search for goods. If 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 you know, the thing is, Sublime is a very limited library right now, and we could, knowing us as readers, we could probably read through the entire library over a weekend. Yeah. Right. Um, well, okay. Maybe I would I would read Love Pistols over a weekend, and then <laughs> I'll go through the rest of the library for a month. But after a month, it becomes problematic because now you have nothing to read, and I think that's what's happening with some fans. They have nothing to read and want to read more, yeah. and so they're turning at the next convenient thing rather than looking for ways or means to you know. Purchasing and, and you know I don't I don't blame the fans. Um, that's just how the technology has become for us. Nor do I blame you know the publishers for you know not having published. They have their reasons, you know, and and, and it all comes in good time for them. But yeah, especially with DMG that you know they release quite a lot of titles in a year, and yet you know sadly they cannot provide quality that people would appreciate for them to, you know, stay as a supportive audience or a supportive consumer throughout their entire business career. Yeah, but the, considering that, I mean, I, I don't think that they're not, they can't be unaware of that. It, it would be ridiculous. But considering mm. why aren't they taking, you know, measures to, to rectify that? Why aren't they taking measures to keep their to to keep their readership not just to or not even just to keep it but to grow it because they they I'm if they do not know then there's something wrong so I know that they know what people are saying about uh, them about their about their quality it's been going on for for a very long time so what why is it why do you think they haven't taken uh, any steps at least that the readers can see uh, to 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 resolve this, to fix this issue that that's it's it's ongoing. It's it's it never ends. We're we're always complaining about the same thing. You know? Yeah, 
and and we've been complaining about this since the earlier Judah imprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I cannot speak for DMG. Um, uh, for me, I've been I've been teasing the likes of Vertical to like start taking, you know, some unique BL titles. <laughs> but but you know they're kind of like no 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 we're not gonna go through that world. And but Sublime has been very accommodating to fans, and they've been. Um, there's just a few hiccups, but you know they've they've already learned how to you know deal with the fans, demand of the fans, and so on. And they're also quite vocal against scandalations, and um, and are trying to find ways to you know to encourage you know people to support their titles. And I think I think the I think it's growing in terms of. Um, Interest whatsoever, I don't. But yeah, it's it's another problem that we have to face as fans. And I think I think the likes of DMG or maybe some kind of a third publisher would have to think of because you know if DMG is not doing their job, it's either um, another publisher online would probably maybe Crunchyroll could consider. Um, Opening, given their Fujoshi fan base after free. <laughs> I don't think it would be. I think for the decision of of the publisher to to take on uh, that that extra responsibility because it does become a responsibility, yeah. especially the way the climate is now. Mm-hmm. Anyone taking on, uh, you know, BL takes on a great responsibility to. To perform, you know, and if they, if I mean, they're not new at this anymore, but relatively, they're still new at, at, you know, presenting uh, uh, manga. Yeah, and and the thing here is, BL is such the niche of the nichiest genre, you know. Um, The most popular genre would probably be shonen genre. I think this is for, this is real for both Japan and maybe the U.S., um, although I hear in the U.S. like science fiction is more popular or something, but um, the shonen genre or the seinen genre is quite um, popular, you know. And but BL is the niche of the niches. I mean, first they're catering only to girls. Second, they're only catering to girls with a particular interest for um, boy bonking, and you know, <laughs> and and that's just a small percentage. That's not. That's not a big crowd, and you know, if you you attend conventions, yes, there are lots of Fujoshi out there. But at the same time, and and this is me, you know, I, I'm I'm a I'm a happy Fujoshi, I'm a fervent Fujoshi, but at the same time, I'm this. Oh my God, there's just not enough Fujoshi because you know, eighty percent of who you will meet at conventions are most likely just girls who are interested in the normal heteronormal heteronormative relationships. So it's like, I think publishers, I mean, it's brave that Viz did this, but at the same time, it's something that they are treading with great care because, you know, as much as we have the large, one of them, we have quite a large online presence, like in the likes of Tumblr or even in Twitter and so on, we're just noisy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, 
uh, and I we're we're just noisy. We're all we're we're all talk without really going through the motions of you know. I mean, well, I yes, there are the likes of us who will buy, who will be supportive, but you know, it's not like we're the most popular people in fandom either. I mean, there are already popular people in fandom who have denounced Japan altogether, you know, and it's just sad because that is the kind of behavior that fandom well, has. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, it, denouncing in itself is, is is whatever, but when you're when you're denouncing the source of mm-hmm. of your, ever. That I don't, I don't, I can't quite grasp that. So. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just shaking my head. I'm, I'm like, I've, I couldn't sleep for like the last since that and that news broke out. Uh, I couldn't sleep. I am like, I, why, why? I mean, I don't yeah. think it's like you said in your in your your previous podcast, I, or or was mentioned. It's you know, it's not. I think it's extreme. Um, but I don't think it's um, you know unimaginable. Mm, it's yeah. it's just it is just at an extreme of all the other things that are being done. Mm. Um, I would not do it myself, but and I I'm gonna leave that alone because I did respond to your, uh, to your to your post. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll just read it later. But um, yep. maybe just to cap things off for this conversation. Any last thoughts? Do you think that um, now that DMG has put it out and we'll probably see the reactions of the fans um, over the few days and how the title was handled, maybe you guys would probably be doing another analysis of it in your campaign. What's our next step? Do we complain to you, Nedoko? <laughs> uh, well, um... I mean, she... she I know she responds to fans. I've seen her respond to fans. I did. I asked that question before with uh, one of the anime titles that I had uh, purchased, and I was just like, "This is just, this is just awful." Like, why? I mean, I was very happy to be able to purchase it, but when I read it and, and saw the quality, I was just very disappointed. I just was. It's like, and I want. I was like. Do what do we do at this point? Do we just not buy them anymore? Do we complain to the Japanese publisher? Do we complain to the manga that to let them know how their work is being represented over here? And wh- where where do we where do we intrude? Because anything that we do is just is going to be an intrusion on whatever world they're living in. So where where exactly do we start with that? And for for this particular title for Twittering Birds. Um, I've already started, like I, I, like as I said, I started my my commentary on it, uh, just looking over. Well, not looking over, but actually reading. Uh, Don't stay gold. Next, I'm going to move on to the main story and, and through that completely. And I mean, this is me going through. This is going to decide whether, for me, it's going to decide whether one uh, I I purchase the print uh, because I really do want to. I really want to. I, I mean, there. I have several uh, manga that I, I just, I believe I have to have their yeah. work. I just have to. Others, like you know, I can. I'm okay with digital, and and, and it leaves space for, you know, my the obsessions of my obsessions. You know, the, 
the 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 very pinnacle of of, of my projectionist. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, buying digital titles, is, you know, balances out my, you know, I'm able to consume as much as I want, but still have space for the really important ones. So, uh, but so I really want to buy the print, but. As I go through this, I mean, just off of uh, Don't Think Gold, I probably would not. I probably would not buy the print because this is what I'm going to get. Um, I'm, I still have the rest of the book to go to, through to make that decision, uh, which I'll be making, um, you know, tomorrow evening after I finish my next two commentaries on it. Yeah. But um, after, you know, my decision on whether or not I'm going to buy the print for uh, Twittering Birds, it's Am I going to buy anything else from DMP? Am I am I going to continue to be a customer of theirs? And it, part of me, because I, there are still titles that they you know they have yet to complete, and I'm like okay, so do I just cut it off cold turkey, or do I wait? Do I just complete these series but pick up nothing else, or do I continue to give my money away? You know with the roll of a die. Like, I got um, a season of Thieves, and not that it was absolutely perfect, but, I, I, you know, I was not cringing the whole way through. I mean, it's a great story, but production-wise, um, it, it was, you know, as far as the the image quality and everything, it wasn't, it wasn't you know, I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to, you know, believe that I just wasted my money on, on you know, basically crap. So, um you know, and and that's one of the problems where you you just don't know what you're going to get. Usually, it's not going to be all that great, but there are times where you're surprised, like, well, why can't everything be like this? Why can't everything, you know, reach the standard? How are you allowing everything else to come? Maybe we, maybe you guys, um, for those who buy DMG goods, what you can do is you can actually list the titles that are. Um, good releases or great releases not in terms of content but rather in terms of quality with DMG and then you know demand maybe as part of the <laughs> campaign you know why can't it be like this these are you know, I mean, I'm quite sure they put the names of the people who worked on it at the back yeah. and you, you can see the name of the group or, or the name of the team behind it or the name of the translator etc you know why can't you know? I'm quite sure that it's it's kind of sad actually, because for example, you know I'm a big Nakamura Asumiko faghag and I'm just I want I'm curious to buy her Dokusei work. I mean, have it already in Japanese. Bought it. I haven't read it yet. Uh, you, you bought it. It's in DMG, right? It's a DMG release, not uh not the public DMP imprint. Right, it is DMG, and I, it's 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 a weekend read for me because I have to get past this um, twittering birds first. <laughs> but because yeah, because I mean she she's another that I want. I really 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 want in print, but they are only providing her in digital. So I'm taking it, but it's also this is this is just sort of uh, this is sort of a countdown right now for me with with them. Uh, you know, I have a few other things that I'm going to, uh, I'm definitely going to purchase regardless. And they have, they're the only ones who publish Yamamoto Kotetsuko. It's like they have absolute <laughs> rain on everything that she publishes. 
August, except Konto Yaju, which is, I think, un- under a particular Scandinavian group right now. But, but they have been fervent Yamamoto Kotetsuko fans, and they've been publishing her work, and yeah. Well, I don't really, I mean, I'm not, a, I don't dislike her, but I'm not Gaga over her either, so yeah. I'm not chasing down her titles and really analyzing whether it's living up to my my quality standards. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have purchased a few of them, but it's it's, it's not, um, it, it hasn't, it, it doesn't pull me to say, okay, well, this is just unacceptable. Uh, and... I'm sure if I go back and read the ones that I have now, I'm going to find uh, issues. But I don't read her work for, um, you know, I, I don't thrive off of her work. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't judge it, you know, judge the quality um, in that same way. I mean, I judge it if there's mistakes and, and such, but I don't, I don't feel as insulted <laughs> it, with, it, with reading works of, of, of Magaka who I'm not so, you know, thoroughly obsessed with. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I, I do know people who, 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 who are, you know, huge fans of her. But perhaps I'll ask them, you know, what they know of the quality with that. But um, I, I, don't, I don't know what, what, what DMG or, or, or just, just DMI as a whole, as just the whole company, really. What what their what their purpose is like? What I mean, it's fine. You you want to translate uh, manga and and bring it to the English literate masses and so forth. But what what where do you stand with this? I mean, I I understand it is a business. Businesses want to make money, but I just I just don't see the the purpose in in their sort of. It's just. It's extraneous. It's like I don't understand why they're putting whatever amount of effort they're putting into it if they don't care. You know, if they if they if they really have no no sort of um, principles invested in, in in providing you know uh, BL to to the North American uh, population or or what anything that they're doing if they don't have any sort of I mean, not that they have to have this sort of like uh, this creed along with it, you know, where it's 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 their lifeblood, and you know they're so proud. And I'm not asking for any flags waving or pomp and circumstance or what have you. But what are they aside from money? Because but and what are they getting out of of putting effort towards something that only receives complaints? Why are they still doing it? You know, why are they? Why are they? Why? Because if they could cut down if if it's a matter of paying people the proper amounts or you know what have you, they could cut down the the number of releases and not because half the releases are just like really, where, where did you pull this title from? But um, you know they could cut down on some of the titles that they're releasing uh, and and you know focus, you know focus get your best people on you know the best titles get I mean not just not just, uh, you know, and leave the other titles to other people, but be choosier about what you're, what you're putting out and be choosier about the people you're putting on it, you know, and, and, and fine, scale down if you need to. If, if, it's a, if, if the demand is too great for you, scale back some. Because it, it obviously, well, from my, no, I know a lot of people aren't buying their titles 
uh, in general, but a lot of people aren't buying them because of the quality. They've just stopped. So I know they've lost a great deal of their, their readership. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know how their, their, their process is being supported. I don't know. So, in, and if they aren't making nearly as much money as they should, uh, with, you know, not should, but as they could, rather, then, then why don't they consider scaling back and, and refocusing? Uh, I mean, if that means that they're not going to sell BL anymore, then, then that might just be it. Because right now, it, it, what's the point if, 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 if all we're getting is crack? Okay, so um, I guess we could end there. Those are quite strong statements, and I do agree. Um, it's it's just not working with you know it's it's just not worth it. You know if you're if they're putting out crap and they expect us to pay, and um, there has to I wish there was something that you know I wish they could listen to this podcast or I wish they could. You know, at least listen to the campaign and hear the thoughts of the fans and why, you know, they feel strongly against um, the release of not just Saizuru, but basically any release of DMG. But yeah, thank you so much, Himi, for your time. I really appreciate it. And, you know, um, I've wi- we don't know yet, but we'll, um, I'll be seeing, I'll be putting up the link here in this uh, podcast for the campaign and you can see there the results whether the campaign was heard by DMG or not um, if efforts were made to make this copy better so far I think you, you said that you know so far with the first chapter it's n- not looking good but um, it, it, it's yeah it is, <laughs> it is you know I, I'm not I'm not crying tears of blood here but it, it, it's still it's <laughs> it's not convincing me that I need to put out actual money for the print when it's released in September or, well, that's Akada and I'm not buying from them, but uh, when it comes out on Amazon or, or Barnes & Noble, you know, and I'm so excited to pick it up. Yeah, you know, it's like, I, I'm not going to be like, you know, I'm not going to go pre-order it because, you know, right now, at this point, I mean, I may, I may just decide to get it anyway. Uh, for whatever reason I, I come up with, but it's at this point I, I would probably say no. I, I don't think I'm going to buy the print. But again, I haven't gotten through the whole book. I still have, you know, there's. I You're, still have to figure out if I'm going. Maybe to. the Yoneda call magic will happen to you that you know, regardless <laughs> of what happens, you'll buy her anyway. That's that, that's what happens to me with with authors that I love and hate. Like oh. even if I. Even if I don't like that work, I end up buying it anyway because it exists. Because <laughs> I, I, I know that I love that author that much, and it's it's something I cannot control. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. That is that is that is pretty much what it's going to come down to. That is yeah. probably what it's going to come. Down. But yeah, thank you so much, Kimi, for your thoughts. Um, really appreciate it. Um, for fans, you know, who are listening in, give it a shot. You know. Um, I'd like to hear your comments on what you think about you know, what DMG has been doing as a publisher and how they're taking care of the BL titles. Um, I do still strongly encourage people to purchase BL when they can uh, because you know that's how that's how publishers actually mark whether they are going to expand or or not. But 
um, consider it as a start, consider it as a beginning, um, you know, for us to actually, as a group, to try to strengthen um, the fan base, at, or not just the fan base, but the consumer base that, you know, these companies are looking at. Because it's, it's just sad that we are, I mean, the more that we rely on scans, the more that um, we are we are perpetuating this habit of you know scanlating and relying on them. And, you know there are, there will be responsible people among us who would probably buy the Japanese edition while reading the scans just to understand it. But you know because the scans are there, a good number of people would probably never do that. Um, opportunity and those attitudes have to change and I think yeah we have to somehow find find ourselves supporting legal means when we can um, so yeah thanks a lot Kimi um, for this time and I really wish success for the campaign I really wish DMG changes their attitude and yeah hopefully in our lifetime we'd probably come to a yeah, I've been talking about this also in my podcast. Like, in my lifetime, I'd like to see. Because <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen now or like the next five years. But yeah, in my lifetime, I'd like to see that um, things will be taken care of and that we would probably have the same access to manga as the Japanese would. So, yeah. So thanks a lot, Amy, for your time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and um, yeah, for those who listen in, uh, thank you again for listening to us babble for a good hour or so. And um, if you want to subscribe, subscribe to us on iTunes or in my website. So thanks a lot for listening in. Bye. Bye.